Hi guys, this is your host Miss Anonymous. You are now checked into the rehab. So today's topic is going to be insecurities. Insecurity, for those of you that are not aware, by definition, is uh, the feeling of not being confident or feeling that you're not good enough or feeling like there are certain things about yourself that you don't like. Um, feeling sometimes that you're ashamed of things that you have. And insecurities span from looks, they can be intellect, they can be, you know, skill set. And these insecurities can creep up in personal relationships, love relationships, and certainly when it comes to us professionally or in a business environment. And the craziest thing about insecurity is that the insecurity that people have with themselves and of themselves, a lot of the times isn't even founded. So what do I mean by that? I'm sure you're well aware because we all sort of do it. We are our own biggest critic. Because think about it, we look in the mirror all of the time. So we see every little imperfection Um, when it comes to work, when it comes to uh, our careers, we are fully aware for most of us anyways, where we lack, what are some of the things that we need to improve upon? So insecurities don't always have to be things that you acknowledge to other people, but it's self-awareness. And sometimes because we're harder on ourselves, our insecurities come up to us because those are imperfections that we see, even if the world doesn't see those imperfections. Like for example, Beyonce actually made a statement where somebody asked her in an interview and the question was, do you have any insecurities about yourselves? And she was like, of course, I'm a human being. Every person on the face of this planet has insecurities. Now, people deal with those insecurities differently, which we're going to talk about later on in the episode. But every single individual has insecurities. So Beyonce was like, I'm not going to tell you all of my insecurities because here's the kicker. When you tell people what you're insecure about, you draw attention to that insecurity. But we're also going to talk about how do you combat that. So Beyonce said, I'm not going to share all of my insecurities. But I will tell you one thing. I am very insecure about my ears. And she said, she's like, if you've noticed in most of the performances that I have or most of the time when you'll see me in photo shoots, I either cover my ears with my hair or I wear really large earrings. So my ears look smaller by comparison. And the absolute bizarre thing was until Beyonce pointed that out. Now, I've seen so many of her uh, videos and follow her around religiously, um, but I'd never noticed that. I It never crossed my mind to ever look at her ears or her earrings. But ever since I heard that snippet from the interview, Every single time I see Beyonce's picture, that is the first place my eye goes to where I'm like, oh, those are the large earrings because or I don't see her ears because now I'm aware of the fact that she's insecure. And when you think about it, she is one of the most gorgeous women on the face of the planet. I mean, Jay-Z cheating like what? What? 
and we're going to do a separate episode on this guys because people that cheat just like a spoiler alert to that episode they never cheat with someone that's better right like if you're going to cheat on Beyonce like I don't know find Beyonce 2.0 which by the way doesn't exist but like if you're going to cheat on someone at least cheat with an upgrade but that like never ever happens Anytime people cheat, it's always with like a downgrade, which just makes it a hundred times worse. It's like, it's bad enough that you're cheating, but then you're also insulting the person by downgrading, you know? And anyways, that's going to be a separate topic because obviously we have a lot to talk about there. But coming back to this. So when you think about a beautiful woman like Beyonce, like girl, what you are a triple threat you are gorgeous you're smart and you're incredibly talented which obviously results in billions of dollars and for a woman to be so powerful and so beautiful and so wealthy and to still have insecurities that I mean the realness of that interview was because that makes Beyonce like a a woman of her caliber so relatable because insecurities are very very normal and insecurities and when you think about it everyone has them now the interesting thing that Beyonce said was in the interview where she was like I'll tell you about one insecurity but I'm not going to tell you about others because if I tell you you're going to start to pay attention and as I mentioned ever since I heard that interview I started paying attention to her ears because now I know that she's insecure about something so how do you combat that so let's do it in a step-by-step guys because by the end of this episode I want you to own your insecurities rather than have your insecurities own you and we're gonna do this together because I'm gonna think about my own insecurities and then through this process and journey we are going going to overcome that challenge together as a team so you ready all right let's do this so the first step in overcoming your insecurity is acknowledging that it's there So all of us, myself included, let's think about one insecurity that we are conscious about. Now, this insecurity can be something physical. It could be something that's psychological. It could have something to do with your intellect or a skill set. So you pick. Just think about one insecurity that you have and one insecurity that you want to overcome. All right. So everybody have that? Okay, because I got my one insecurity. Second is figuring out how are you going to overcome this insecurity. For example, and I'm going to share my insecurity with you guys. um, Because surprisingly, I'm not that self-conscious about it. And by the end of this episode, it's not going to bother me at all. So it's fine for everyone over here to know what that insecurity is. So one of the things that I do um, often is I don't have the patience to read anything twice. So as a result, anytime that I type something, most of the time I'm doing it on my phone, I don't go back and proofread. So if I'm autocorrected in terms of grammar or spelling, I just don't have the patience to go back. And 
the crazy thing is, it's not that I don't know how to spell. I'm actually, I want a spelling bee, but I don't have the patience to do it. So my insecurity is that when people point out like, hey, there's this error in here. And that makes me feel insecure. Sometimes. I wouldn't say even all the times because I know that it's not a lack of a skill set. I just know it's lack of patience. That's what it boils down to at, at the end of the day. I don't have patience to go back and take the extra two seconds to reread something because I don't care. And I think that's also part of the problem where <laughs> and when you think about like insecurity, yes, there's some things, you know, that you're born with that you can be insecure about, but you just have to learn to live with. But then there's other things that you can change. So for me, when I really think about this insecurity, it's not even so much patience it's just not caring. I think that's what this kind of stems from. Like if I cared a little bit more about making some of these errors, I think I would go back and fix them. And again, they don't happen when it's things that matter. You know, like if I'm writing an article that's going to be published, that's not when these errors happen. But it's about things that I think are insignificant when I'm writing text messages or when I'm posting something like on a tweet. I don't care to take the extra couple of seconds to go back to fix it. So my insecurity for the purpose of this exercise would be the fact when people point that out. So everyone else, think about your insecurity. And then and our next step, what's the resolution to it? How can you fix that insecurity? Like, think about that. So in my case, I already know what the solution to my insecurity is. Deep down inside, it's to actually care and to be patient enough. So I know how to fix this. I just choose not to. <laughs> <laughs> but for everyone else, think about an insecurity that you have that is fixable. And guys, we're going to talk about how do you handle insecurity that you can't fix. But it's insecurity that is fixable. Think about what it is and then what's the solution to it. Okay? So we're all at the same step. So for me, the solution would be taking the extra couple of seconds, going back, rereading something, and caring. That's what it is at the end of the day. My real solution is to care to, to take the time to do all of this. And then the last step in fixing that insecurity is to actually taking the steps to do it. So my resolution to my insecurity is take the extra couple of seconds to give a damn and then go back and actually reread something that I've written and then fix it in there. But actually care because I think that's where I, I, I kind of fall short because <laughs> I, I don't care. And for me to fix that insecurity is to actually care. So think about what's the resolution to you fixing that insecurity. And now let's talk about what if you don't or what if you're insecurity? Like, for example, I mean, would I love to be like five, nine? Hell yeah. Do I think I'm a short person? Hell no. But OK, so let's use that as an example. Can I grow taller? I'm not five, nine. And if you think I'm 5'9", oh God, I love you, but I'm not 5'9". So if my insecurity, for example, was my height, which is not something that I can fix by doing something, then the other way to kick that insecurity's butt is to own that shit, to freaking own it. You know, growing up, and it's one of the things that a lot of people don't know about me, I come from a family of really tall individuals. So 
it personally never bothered me, but I'm actually one of the shortest people in my family. So I could see how someone else in my position would find height and insecurity, but there's no way to really fix it. Like think about you can't get surgery to fix your height. Like of all the things that we can, I mean, you could get fake lips, you could get fake eyelashes, you can get fake hair, you can get a fake nose, you can get fake cheekbones, but you can't get fake height. Like it's legitimately one of those insecurities, like even if you wear heels, like let's say if you're like four feet tall, you can't become six feet. Like there's no heels that are that big. Sure, you can have heels and like fix up to like five, six inches, but like anything more, it's unrealistic. You just have to learn to live with it. So in that case, when you have an insecurity that you can't change, you can't fix, then you conquer that insecurity. And it's all about the mindset. Did you know that if you owe up to things that you don't do well or things that you can't change about yourself, no one, and I believe no one in the world, can use that as ammunition or power against you because you've already owned it. So if there are things that people say that actually bother you, they bother you because you haven't owned up and accepted that. Like, think about it. If I was shorter and people were like, oh, my God, you are so short. That would only bother me. That would only be my insecurity for as long as I felt like I was too short. And I cared about what other people said to me and about me. It's me at the end of the day. People's words and people's actions have no power whatsoever unless you give other individuals power. So the only way someone can make you feel insecure about anything in the world is if you give that person power. But if I was short and somebody comes up to me and they're like, wow, you're really short. And I said, and I say back to them, you're right, but I kind of like it. Case of an earthquake, I am close to the ground. I am good, baby. Like you especially if they're way taller than me, you should be worried. But I know I'm going to be Gucci because I'm so close to the ground. And you see how, like, instead of letting other people's words get to you, how, one, you could turn it into humor, and two, owe up to it. Things that you can change, you should learn to accept. Because if you don't learn to accept, those things are going to continue bothering you. And like I said earlier, no one on this planet can hurt you. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. We give people the consent to make us a certain, to make us feel a certain type of way. But you don't have to do that. And the insane thing is people are going to talk. People need things to talk about. That's just it. If people know that they could say things that would get under your skin, people are going to continue talking because to them now it's entertainment because now they can say stuff that's going to bother you and rattle you up. You know what I mean? But if you don't give a reaction to someone, if you don't feed into that situation, you take the power away from that person. So, and like the enlightening thing in all of that is do words really matter? I know words can hurt. But words can only hurt if you give those words the power, if you give them the the okay to hurt you. Otherwise, words can't hurt. They're simply words. Like, I'll give you guys another example. So coming back to this height thing, as I mentioned, you know, um, I'm not one of the tallest people in my family. And my mom used to make a joke growing up. And she would always say, if I played basketball, I would have gotten taller. Now, till this day, me and my mom, we have this debate because... 
I'm trying to get her to realize that people that are tall play basketball. People don't get tall by playing basketball. But she continues to argue <laughs> that if I would have played basketball, I would have gotten taller. Now, I can see that if that is like the kind of comment, especially from a parent growing up, that that can be something that makes you feel insecure. But there are so many short men in this world that, um, you know, growing up, I was always like, wow, if I was any taller, like most guys are like five, seven, five, eight. I'd be like, I would have lost out chances with half of the people that I would have dated, that I had dated. So I was like, in some ways, it's good that I wasn't tall. So you see how the the words that someone says, especially when it's somebody close to you, it's how you react to it that decides whether or not it's something that's going to bother you. It's something that you're going to owe or it's something that you're going to change. From in this situation, that didn't bother me because I always looked at the bright side. I was like, shit, like I can always wear heels and I can always add like four or five inches, but I could never take away the, the heels. And guys, have you seen tall women with short guys i know that's like a thing for some people and more power to you if that's like your thing to me i don't like that look i don't like when women are like six feet tall and then the guys like five eight that kind of looks like a baby to me and again no tea no shade if that's your thing and that floats your boat rock on but personally to me that wouldn't fly so I'm like, shoot, if I was 5'9", or if I was 6 feet, God, like, I would have to date someone that was, like, 6'5", or, like, 7 feet, you know, so I could wear heels and then still look somewhat, like, appropriate standing next to that person. So you see how a comment that could have bothered me, that could have made me feel insecure, I took a humorous turn to it. And instead of focusing on, oh, my God, like, this is a terrible thing that I'm not this tall. I looked at all of the things why I'm glad that I'm not that tall. All of the pros to not being like six foot or five nine. Because, I mean, let's face it, there are a lot of pros to not being that tall either. Like, ladies, come on. Like, if, especially if you love heels. Like, that, that's a huge bonus. So in that case, if there are insecurities that you have, that you feel that you need to fix, then you need to work on them. But if there are insecurities that are things that you can't change or things that just other people are using to bother you, and guys, people are cruel, especially like kids in school, like this whole bullying and even with like this uh, Instagram and all of this like social media, they're like cyber bullies out there. And there's so many people that have nothing better to do with their time but find other people and then say mean and nasty things to those individuals. And that's really also the point of this episode is because there's so many people that are out there that will feed into your insecurities or add to your insecurities that you have got to have a tough exterior and you've got to have a sense of humor. That shit will like let you ride through so many unfortunate situations in life, you know? And as the episodes go on, I will share more and more stories, but you've got to be able to laugh at yourself. Like every time it snows, I trip and I fall so badly. And I, full honesty, 
it's very embarrassing. It really, really is. And I look really pathetic when that fall happens. At least once every snow season. Like, I know it's coming, but I can't change it. And even if I try to, like, stop myself from falling, it just never pans out. The neighbors watch me. There's usually an audience, you know, that's out there. But guess what? I fall. I laugh at myself. I get up and I go on with my day. So... For me to feel embarrassed, for me to be stu- feel stupid in that situation, I'm giving other people the ability to kind of add to that. And, you know, coming back to how we spoke about earlier in the episode, nobody can make you feel any type of way unless you give them the permission to. And a lot of the times, if you can laugh at yourself and if somebody makes a joke about you and you can add to that joke and inject some humor into it, you do take away the power from that individual to make you feel a certain type of way. Because if someone says, like, coming back to my height joke, if someone was like, oh my God, you're not that tall, you're like a midget, and I just laugh about it and brush it off and move on, guess what? They're probably never going to say that again. People repeat things because people think that they can get to you. And that's why people feed into insecurities. And a lot of the times, the people that feed into other people's insecurities are the ones that are insecure themselves. Like if you think about like back to, you know, high school or middle school days, the people that are picking on other people have their own insecurities. In fact, those are the people that are more insecure than the folks that they pick on. But it's sad that it still happens as adults. And it's so unfortunate that it happens on like social media and those types of platforms. And I've seen adults that feel really bad about themselves because they've had insecurities about whatever that have followed them through life. And then they always seem to find people that pick on them, you know, because all it takes is someone to make a comment and then get a certain type of reaction from the other individual for them to figure it out that that's the insecurity. And you've got to be like tough as nails, when it comes to those situations, because you don't want to give anybody the ability to make you feel a certain type of way. And even if there is shit that you are insecure about, own it. Because if you own stuff, no one can use that against you. Like, let me give you an example. If someone tells me, hey, there was a grammar mistake in there, in this thing, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're right. There was. Go back and fix it. Not a big deal. But if someone says, hey, there's a grammar mistake in there. And I'm like, really? Is there? I'm so sorry. I feel so bad about it. Now that person knows that it's an insecurity of mine, which it really even isn't. Because a lot of times when you look at insecurities, it's not even the surface level thing that's an issue. And as I mentioned before, my real problem is that I don't give a shit. So that's what I really need to fix. Not not so much the things that follow. And, you know... I've owned up to it. Like when I did the rehab show on the radio station, it was reality radio. And that's kind of what this podcast is, is too. I don't really edit because life is not perfect. People are not perfect. And that's kind of how insecurities are. You have to love every single thing about yourself, even the shit that you hate and you wish that you can change. That makes you who you are at the end of the day. You know, and even when it comes to like physical things that you're like, I don't like this about me. I don't like that about me. Like I wake up most mornings just thankful, thankful to be healthy, thankful to be alive, thankful to have this beautiful life and feel blessed to have like another day. 
So then when you get up and you're like, oh, I wish my, my hands were longer or whatever, whatever your insecurities are, you go through that. It seems so trivial in the grand scheme of things. Like, does it really matter? And when you see other people that are struggling with so much worse, it almost feels makes you feel stupid for even thinking that some of those things are insecurities. And especially the things that you can change. Every single person on this face of this planet is unique and beautiful in their own way. Every single individual. I guarantee if you look around every single person, you will find something really beautiful about that individual. It could be their smile. It could be their eyes. It could be their cheekbones. It could be their hands. It could be their nails. It could be their complexion. It could be their personality. It could be their freckles, their nose. And I could just go on and on. Every single person has something that is absolutely amazing about them. But instead of focusing on that thing, people focus on the things that they don't like about themselves. And coming back to it, it's because we are our own worst critics. And because we look in the mirror so often, it's because our society is so judgmental when it comes to appearances that it makes people feel insecure. And, you know, especially when it comes to women, and I talk to young girls, adolescents all the time about this because it really bothers me that when you look at magazines and everything is airbrushed and perfect, that it gives like a false sense of what beauty needs to be. Women in real life don't look like that, not even supermodels. And guys, in case you are unaware, in case this is news to you, 99% of the women have physical imperfections, according to them. Now, they could be either they have blemishes on their skin, maybe they have dark spots, sunspots, cellulite, stretch marks, uh, problem areas when it comes to fat, you know, and or the, the shape or the way their thighs rub or the way their ankles are. And the list just goes on and on and on and on. And ladies, here's a newsflash. You could have all of those things and still find a guy that just finds you to be the most gorgeous woman on the face of the planet because... Every person on the face of the planet has imperfections, even supermodels, even actresses, actors. There is no one that is made to be perfect. And coming back to my example of Beyonce, even the person that the world would say is one of the most beautiful women on the planet still has insecurities because to her, she doesn't focus on the fact of how stunning she is. She sees those large ears and that to her is an imperfection. And that's what she focuses on. So insecurities are not so much insecurities that we need to conquer for other people. Insecurities are things that we should conquer for ourselves. So we feel beautiful inside and out. And the most amazing things about us as human beings is that we're not perfect. A lot of times when you think about people in your life, it's their quirks, it's their eccentricities that make them exciting, that make you gravitate towards that individual. If all of us were perfect, mind, body, soul, life would be so boring. Think about it. So boring. You'd look at another person and you'd be like, oh, you're all so gorgeous. Oh, you're all so gorgeous. You're all so gorgeous. Like, there's nothing unique about anyone but look for the person that despite 
those imperfections and despite your own insecurities of what you look like or how your personality is or what your skill set you're lacking etc etc finds you to be absolutely stunning inside and out but I guarantee that you won't find that person or let me rephrase that you won't appreciate that person until you start to appreciate your own insecurities because somebody can tell you that you're very handsome or you're beautiful but unless you believe that you won't really believe that individual so in order for us to attract someone that makes us feel that type of way we have to find that in ourselves first. And guys, if you have not checked out, there's two different episodes that I've done on self-love. Go check those out. Because partly why people have insecurity is because they're lacking that self-love. So that's really the first step in owning the insecurities. And then, as I mentioned, it's all about not giving anybody else the power to make you feel any type of way. You, in and of yourself, should always be in a position to define yourself. Don't look at yourself from the eyes of everyone else. Look at yourself from you, as you as a person. And if there are things that you don't like about yourself, figure it out. Are these things that I want to change? Can I change? Or are these things that I'm going to grow to love? Because eventually, I promise you, you will. And for those of you that see me on Instagram and actually know what I, what I look like, I have a beauty mark on my face, which for the longest time I hated as a kid. And you wouldn't believe how many compliments I've gotten from people. But it wasn't until I learned to appreciate and see that beauty in that beauty mark, other people's compliments meant absolutely nothing to me. So now... You know, I'm fortunate enough to be at a stage in my life where I could love myself despite those imperfections. But I remember being a kid and going and looking for an eraser and trying to erase the beauty mark that years later, people ask me if it's a tattoo because it's that perfect. And now I couldn't imagine my face without that beauty mark in it because it's part of who I am. It makes me who I am. So my wish for all of you would be to get to that place where if there are any things that you see as imperfections, if there are things that you have insecurities about, you can get to a place where you can learn to appreciate and be thankful for those things and realize that that's what makes you you. And there is no one else that can replace you. And part of that is those imperfections. So until next time, here's to owning our insecurities. This is The Rehab Show. I'm your host, Miss Anonymous. Talk to you guys soon. And you're now checked out of The Rehab.